Now, how many people, <laughs> now this one too, you got to be careful. <laughs> how many people believe the word of God is true? Yeah. Everybody's going to say yes, but see, if you, if, you, if you believe it's true, then you'll do it. <laughs> okay, but anyway, Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, yeah. O oh my soul. Yeah. What is your soul? My That's important to know. Your soul is your mind, and it's your will, because you, now listen to me close. Your soul is your mind, your, and it's your will. You get will, you have a free will. This is important. The soul is your mind. You have a spirit. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, my mind. My will, my intellect, in other words, my will. You got a free will. You can do what you want. God will let you. The devil likes to force you. And your emotions are part of your soul. And that's why you need to get into the word and renew your mind and say the word, see, and that keeps it. That's huge. Bless the Lord. No, uh, Let's put up the King James. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There's benefits. There's benefits. When you bless the Lord, when you bless the Lord, you obey him. <laughs> he... Go ahead, the next one. Who forgives all mine iniquities. Those can be generational curses that try to come. Come in. But see, once you're born again, those generational curses, example, heart trouble coming down the line, diabetes coming down the line, coming down the line, coming down the line. Do you see what I mean? So, you know, don't get into that. It's fine to ask you, answer them nicely, and, you know, put it on there. But if you really want to stand in faith, I don't care if my sister had cancer. I could right. care less. <laughs> or my dad died of cancer. So don't, don't get into that. Well, you know, I've got an inheritance. Sometimes people are actually bragging about it or think it's great stuff. <laughs> anyway. He, those are iniquities. I was talking about that last week. Okay. He heals all our diseases. He heals all our diseases. This is the Old Testament. He heals all of them. He heals them all. <laughs> okay. So, but what I'm trying to get at, scriptures show forgiveness and healing were provided on the cross. And they show you when, when you are forgiven, you can be healed. See, there's certain things sometimes in our, our life, too, that we need to look at. If you're in unforgiveness, it's hard to get healing, too. And when you are healed, <laughs> you can also forgive. See, why, why aren't all people healed 
if Jesus took our infirmities and our sicknesses already. And people say, well, okay, well, if Jesus heals, how come I'm not healed? How come not everybody's saved? How come everybody's not saved? <laughs> Even when they hear about it. See, he died for our sins, and we make it, we make it too complicated, and, and, you know, we get into trouble with, with doubt and unbelief, and the Word says it, and the Word is truth. I mean, the Word is truth. I mean, I'm just going to go over this. John 17, 17 says the Word is truth. These are Jesus' words. They're in red. John 17, 17, easy to remember. He said, my word is truth. Okay, John 8, uh, in um, 8.32, John 8.32, and it says, you will know the truth, and the truth is what's going to make you free. The truth is what's going to heal you, what's going to give you finances, what's going to give But see, you've got to use the truth and be a doer of the truth. Okay, uh, John 14, 6, he said, I am the, I'm the truth, and I am life. Okay, John 14, 7 says, the Holy Spirit that I'm going to send you is the spirit of truth. He's in you. If you are born again, he is absolutely in you. And he wants us just to simply believe him by faith. Trust his words as much as you trust doctors. <laughs> okay, so bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Like you would get benefits, you know, at a job. Insurance, you know, days off with pay, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. These are benef God's benefits. He's loaded with benefits if you obey him, if you do just like at your work. If you're just skipping and never telling him you're, where you're at, and you're not going to get your benefits. Same thing. And he forgives all of our iniquities and heals all our diseases. So forgive, to see, and this is, and you people believe this, but... But they're, they're, it's not taught everywhere. They only think that, that you get born again. Right. And see, when I say forgiveness, I'm talking about that. But healing isn't for today. It's taught. It's taught. <laughs> right here. <laughs> That's what it's taught or it's taught. That, that it all died out with the apostle, last apostle. When the last apostle died, man, there's all kinds of apostles. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Jesus, it says he's the apostle and high priest of our confession. Jesus is an apostle. It's never going to die out. <laughs> so, you know, okay, trust, trust God. Sir, we're made, we're made righteous by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And forgiveness and healing go hand in hand. And we're healed through the stripes that he bore. I mean, that, that's just the way. And it says it, and it. You know what? This is another thing. The word, it says, is forever settled in heaven. The word, it says, the same 
yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't change. You cannot. It says, no, that stuff passed away. Tongues. <laughs> Holy Ghost manifestations. <laughs> All that stuff. It did not. If that passed away, then the whole Bible, you might as well burn it up. <laughs> See? <laughs> so, if, if I'm sick today as a result... It, it, can you be sick like today as a result of living in sin in the past? You know what? Uh, so do I suffer the consequences like if I was an alcoholic or if I was a drug addict or, uh, you know, those self-abuse or sexual sins or, you know, things like that? No, you know what? God still heals you. I don't care if they say it's impossible. You are healed. You can be healed. You are healed. In fact, you are already. But it's just that manifestation. You have to get into that point. And even if sin opened the door to sickness, you can be forgiven and healed at the same time. And why? It's because God is so full of love. He's so full of mercy. He's so full of compassion. And it's a package deal when you got born again. So you know what? Don't take part of, of Jesus' redemptive uh, work and, don't, and not take the rest of it. We, gotta, we take it all. See, if one part of God's plan of redemption is for today, then all of it's for today. But that's not, it's being taught. Not, that is not. You know, and I know why. I'll explain why later. They're going by the, I'll just give you a hint now. They're going by the flesh and not the spirit. See, you've got to learn faith. Faith is huge. Okay, just like the Shunammite woman. She wouldn't, she wouldn't even tell her husband, our child is dead. <laughs> See, all of this belongs to you. Jesus' blood was shed for your sins and if you believe that in your heart and confess him, nothing can stop your salvation, right? It can't. It can't. If you really believe it, you say it with your mouth, believe it in your heart, and the same is true when you make a declaration of healing by faith. Now, the reason I am teaching so much on healing is because I needed to hear it again myself. But I'm not. I mean, I'm doing it because... There was way far too much sickness in our church. And I went, you are neglecting. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to you because the more you hear it, the less you're going to get sick. <laughs> and I, I do. I felt like it was my fault. <laughs> so, but see, most people have no problem believing Jesus bore our sins on the cross. So we could stand before God forgiving. But many believe he left us with sickness and decided on an individual basis who he was going to heal. Uh -uh, yeah, and that's true too because people think that. How come so-and-so? But see, behind all this, especially with sickness, you have to look at if you are in unforgiveness, you have to look at if you're slamming the body of Christ and not even thinking two cents about it. Come on. It can stop the healing. 
You, you have to uh, see some of the things. You have to, you know, start getting in faith for things and, and saying, doing what God said. Okay. Now, there are, there are multitudes. In fact, Keith, Keith Moore says millions of Christians believe salvation belongs to everyone, but they think a person can never know who God is going to heal. <laughs> and he's already healed everybody. And that's not what the Bible says. So put up uh, Isaiah 53, 5. And sometimes you need to take those scriptures and just, you know, just eat them. Just over and over say, himself. Meditate on himself. But he was wounded. Okay, put up the, uh, the one before that first. Okay. Surely he has borne thy griefs. Now, now, you know what, I know something about this. All, all those, you know, the big preachers way back got together and they talk about and they said, well, you know, in, in Hebrew, grief means sickness and sorrow means pain. And, and they, no, I don't think we better change this because they did not believe that you could be healed that much. You know where I got that from? Keith Moore. He said they would get together and they would fight and argue, even like way, way back like in the 60s, 70s, whole bunch of big PhDs or doctors, you know, I'm a doctor, hard to them, because I, never mind, a <laughs> big deal. <laughs> you might not know anything, <laughs> you know, um, and he said they would argue and fight, and they, they would not change it. And he said about one-third of the pastors or the five-fold ministry walked out of that meeting. They walked out. And so they kept it as grief in the King James and sorrow, and it means sickness. Okay, so I bought a Jewish Bible. I should have brought it again. I didn't think about that. But, and it, you know what? The Jewish people know Hebrew better than anybody, right? And they, and they got, some of them got born again, and so they wrote, wrote it, you know, in, in, in the way it should be interpreted in English. And they put sickness and pain. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and our pains. <laughs> And, and carried our pain. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. A lot of people thought that, that Jesus should really die. He must have, since he was a criminal, since, he, you know, there's a lot of people put in prison, and they didn't even commit the crime. I just saw one that got released after, you know, it ruins their whole life. They say, you killed this girl, or they used to make, uh, sometimes blame stuff on black people. And so the... Ooh, evil. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Now, he was wounded for the transgressions. Those are just sins, you know, we commit off and on, like disobeying God, you know, like maybe unforgiveness, stuff like that. But those iniquities are things that will pass down and, and that could be your father was an alcoholic or your grandfather was an alcoholic, which mine was. <laughs> and, um, and sometimes, I said this the other day, it'll pass down as, it'll pass down, the, yeah, it's like a curse, but it'll pass down and uh, they'll, they'll uh, could even be overeating. It could be, uh, uh, you know, they can get on drugs, or maybe it is alcohol, you know? Uh, but it could be overindulgence. Just plain overindulgence will be passed down the line because I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. I actually think it, it tried to get onto my uh, daughter, the, my one daughter, and she, but she overcame it with getting born again, and spirit-filled, very spirit-filled, yeah. Anyway, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and that's another thing. When we lose our peace, just know he suffered a lot for that. And with his stripes, stripes, bruises, bruises, you know how a bruise look? It looks terrible, but um, those bruises are healing inside, and there is bleeding with bruises, but... but you know, that heals you. Okay, so, so many believe Jesus left us with sickness, intending to decide on an individual basis. <laughs> and that's what they're saying. You know, if that's the case, then I say, well, you know, you know, Sonia, you were mean to me the other day. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to heal you. I mean, I pretend like I'm God, you know. But, oh, Stephanie, she prayed to me the other day. So I'll heal her. God is not prejudiced. Or he, he has... <laughs> See, the Bible says what it says. Now, this, this, these, these two, Isaiah saw Jesus die on the cross in a vision, which was done before the foundations of the world. Because he knew what Adam and Eve was going to do. Why did he even uh, create them then? Because he wanted a family. Yeah. See, we've got to act like his family. Yeah. Even now, he wanted a family. Yeah. He really did. <laughs> so it was fulfilled. So let's go to Matthew 8, 16 and 17. We did this last week too. Matthew 8. Okay, King James. It says, when the evening had come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, himself took. The word took means he removed, he extracted. 
himself extracted and removed our infirmities. Even Webster said, weaknesses due to older age, but he took them, he extracted them. Physical frailty. And it was the same as the Bible definition. And he bare and he separated infirmities from sicknesses. See this? See, he actually separated it. Infirmities was like a little different than inability to produce results. <laughs> because I'm 83, I have the inability to clean my house. Would you like to clean it? No. <laughs> no. It's a good excuse. <laughs> no. Well, I had to put some. Anyway, he bare our sicknesses. He bore them. And that, uh, let's see, where what did I put? He, um, he actually took them on and disallowed them. Disallowed means bore. If you say it that way, you know, there's more. It, it, makes, it, it makes you feel better, right? Okay. So Jesus already took extracted, removed our sicknesses, and we have as much right to be healed as we do to be saved. And we, when we call on Jesus as Savior, He is also our healer. But we got to receive that healing by faith. Okay, now remember I said the other day, 2013, I was diagnosed with cancer in the left breast. Okay, I decided to have the surgery. But then when when uh, that was in September, <laughs> September 11th, that I had the surgery and, uh, of 2013. And in 2014, you know, the new year, you pray and you say, God, and he says, give me, I got to read it just the way he said it. <laughs> I wrote it, still have the same Bible. By the way, Elsa gave me this Bible. It was getting beat up, but I got so much good stuff in it. <laughs> well. Oh, he said, yep, in 2014, it says 2014, receive my abundant, abounding grace by faith. Receive it, Jackie, in order to finish your race. Give me permission by receiving that grace to, to fulfill all my word in your life or my plan for your life. Okay, so in other words, I receive his grace by faith and give God permission. Now listen to me. I receive God's grace by faith <laughs> and give him permission to heal it. But if you don't receive it, you don't believe the word. See, faith is a big thing. Just like tithing, you've got to trust him. That's huge. That's huge. You have to trust God. People say they trust God and love God, but he said, you don't even love me when you don't trust me. Do you think if, you, if, you, if your wife doesn't trust you? So, so see, grace is an undeserved favor or blessing gift from God. And everything he suffered for you, and okay, for being on the cross and before the cross, mm -hmm. while he was on the cross, 
And after the cross, he suffered because he took it, went to hell. He did it so you didn't have to. That's the gift of redemption. That's the gift of salvation. That's the gift of healing and deliverance. That's a gift of, see, these are the blessings. Okay, salvation, healing, deliverance in certain situations, prosperity, soundness of mind. Everything he rescued you from spiritually and in your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, and your body. You're a three-part being. And if you don't renew your mind with his word, stuff happens. It does. I, I just got to tell you the truth. God said to me, receive my grace, my faith, and give me permission to heal you. See, did you ever notice God talks about healing before salvation? In 1 Corinthians 6.20, it says, For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Okay, so when we put Isaiah 53.4, you don't have to do it again, in verse Four, healing is revealed, and in verse 5, salvation is revealed. See, and he put the healing before the salvation. When, when he was beaten and whipped, he put the healing be, I, before salvation. He put the healing before, see, don't look around, <laughs> listen. <laughs> see, does that mean it's more important? No, but God knew that the body of Christ would have more trouble believing with healing. Now, why? Why do we have more trouble? Because you get symptoms. <laughs> In your bodies, you get pain. This is something you've got to realize. There's sense knowledge and there's spiritual knowledge. Sense knowledge is what you, what? Could you tell me? What you, what you see, what you hear, what you touch, feeling, what you smell, what you taste. We, the whole world, this is important. Sense knowledge, sense knowledge. Pain comes from sense knowledge. Sense knowledge. I got nerve endings here. I'm still, but this, this leg, all of a sudden I'll go, bzzz. See the scars right here because, and I think, oh, good. But, but it, 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 sometimes it stings, and, it, and it's, it, the nerves are coming back. Still, they're still trying to come back. Okay, well, see, now li listen, because I'm really trying to explain sense knowledge. The whole world lives by sense knowledge. We all, oh, I got pain, I got pain. But see, Jesus healed me, but you're going by sense knowledge. Spiritual knowledge. <laughs> Faith is spiritual knowledge. And it's a revelation of the word of God. And that's why you've got to build up yourself on the word of God. And certain healing scriptures. Because Jesus bore the stripes on his back before he hung on the cross. And he would have even had to do that. And that, that means he paid the price for our physical health before he paid the price for our sins. And God wants us to have both salvation and healing. 
And really, we receive both of them the same way, though, by faith. Yes. You're as healed as you are saved. Yes. But, but I don't feel healed, and I don't look healed, and I don't act healed. That's because you're going by sense knowledge. Does that help you a little bit? Okay, when we, but see, when you stand in faith, you say, I don't care what I feel. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, I'm not moved. I walk by faith and not by sight. I'm, in other words, sight means all those things. That's why you can't say, would you please pray that my report comes out good? Nah, no, nah, the Bible doesn't say, you know, that you're believing in the doctor's report. You're believing in sense knowledge more than you are faith. This, that, that sense knowledge and that whole thing, that clears up, should clear up a lot of stuff. And when you receive by faith, you're not moved by what you see. When you receive by faith, that's why I'm telling you I fight. I don't care if you hurt. God says, I'm healed, so I'm going to stand here. I still have symptoms of my heel. <laughs> As a name that bows its knee to the name planter, however you, some people say fasciitis, some people say fasciitis. <laughs> so I don't know which one's right. Is it, what is it? Fasciitis, okay. All right, so. All right, he paid the price for that stuff. So I'm not going to baby myself, I can't stand. Yes, I can. <laughs> and I'm not going to let him stop me. So let's go to the Great Commission. Now, I'm, I'm just going to, and I'm, I won't keep you long, but we're going to uh, go into a story a little bit about um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego <laughs> because it gives a good example. But the Great Commission... Oh, the Great Commission. Mark 16. Verse 15. So Jesus ascended up into heaven. And he said, hey, you guys. As he was going up, he says, go into all the world. You go. And preach the gospel. See, everybody's waiting for Jesus to do something. How come he's not doing anything? We're supposed to do it. <laughs> okay, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized, believe first, and baptized shall be saved. But, but now listen to this. But he that does not believe... In this word, and when you believe something, you do it. If the doctor tells you, I'm going to get, you need to take this prescription, or you won't be healed, you're going to take it. But God says, he says, if you believe not, you're damned. I believe him more than anybody. And it says, then these signs will follow them that believe. These signs will follow them. In my name, they will cast, you will cast out devils. You will speak with new tongues. Well, tongues have passed away. No, they haven't. Uh, they'll take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, now that could even mean when you go out to eat after church <laughs> and you go to the restaurant. Or, you know, there, there might, might be some time when a mosquito bites you. You know, the, what do you call them? Mosquito. 
Yeah, West Nile. Uh, there's all kinds of things that are popping up. Agent Orange from Vietnam and all that stuff, you know. Okay, so um, in my name, they'll cast out devils, they'll speak with new tongues, they'll take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing and not hurt them. And then it says, if they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. See, how many people is Jesus talking about? <laughs> it says all of them. And if God doesn't want every sick person healed, he wouldn't have told us to lay hands on them for healing. And note, note though, he said that last. But you know what? Sometimes when somebody, like, let's say your kids are going to college, and you're not going to see them for a long time because they're going to California. <laughs> And I miss Alexa. Anyway, um, and so, uh, you know, the last thing you say to them is what is something that you want them to remember, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, could, it even could be as simple as I love you, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, see, he said that last because you, you sometimes remember the last things. Yeah. See, Jesus did this in the Great Commission, and he tells... Us, he wants everybody saved, healed, and delivered with no one left out. But he will not force the blessings on anyone either. And God is a gentleman, and he only leads as we yield to him. So salvation and, and healing are a package deal. How am I supposed to believe I'm healed if I'm hurting? Again, we walk by faith and not by faith. Take one thing and again, take authority over it. I was reading something in Kenyan, and, and that, that heel really hurt that. And I said, and you know, this was so funny because he was talking about inflammation. And arthritis and all those things are from in, excessive inflammation in your joints. And he said, you just say to that arthritis or that, that well, and, and that, that's just what that is. It say, say, you demon of arthritis, you get out, you demon of inflammation. That's what he said. You get out of my body right now and you stop hurting me. And you know what? I said it and the pain left. Uh, I have a demon in my heels. <laughs> no, I don't. That was a joke, okay. But see, you've you got to take authority over it. And, and if someone tries to grasp at faith for healing, you know, it throws that, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to be healed. All these scriptures, you know, that, that's not peace. And you, you panic or you go into the mental arena Instead of it, like you were just diagnosed with cancer. So you go and you go, all these scriptures, maybe from Charles Capps or, you know what I mean? And you, they aren't even meaning a hill of beans to you because you've seen them in a panic. See, but faith is peaceful. Faith is, is so if the temptation to sin comes to me, now this is another thing, I am still saved but sin is trying to steal my salvation, right? I don't have to grasp for my salvation because I'm already saved. 
See, you don't worry about that too much if you committed a sin, you know, some unforgiveness or something. And, um, you know, I mean, you don't think you lost your salvation, right? Okay, so I just protected and I resist the temptation to sin, right? In the same way, symptoms and pain come to steal my health. But that doesn't mean that I'm no longer healed. Does that help? <laughs> See, don't panic or grasp for healing. Maybe you're just diagnosed with cancer. I'm healed, but I've got to resist that which is trying to steal it. That's what I'm telling you. You don't just leave it go and just get... And you, you just melt inside of it and then start babying yourself. And you go, oh, you know... <laughs> You fight the same way you would fight sin. I've got to resist that which tries to steal it because he wants to draw you in the mental area and out of the faith area so you question your healing and lose your faith. And see, he wants... He wants us to question our position in Christ. And you know what? One of the, there's all kinds of who you are in Christ. Greater is he that's in you. I'll go on and on. You need to say those scriptures because they're really okay. One of them is, though, that right now, the, everybody that's born again, whether you know it or not, you're seated at the right hand of the Father in the highest place of authority in the universe. In the heavenlies, you are seated there, and it's a place of authority. And then, you know, so you say, well, I don't feel healed. Now, let me tell you this, and I took this quote from Nancy Dufresne. Healing isn't a feeling. It's a position. It's a position in Christ. The one day, I mean, this was a Wednesday, and I told some of you about this two or three years ago. And it was Wednesday, and I'm going to let you out pretty quick. <laughs> Come on. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I was dizzy. I mean, it was vertigo. <laughs> it was. And I, cause, uh, so I thought, oh, I'm going to lay down. And uh the light, we have a fan up there, and it was going, it wasn't moving, but it was going around and around and around, and it was, it was nasty. It was bad vertigo, and I don't know why I was getting it, but I saw, I thought, you know, you lay down, uh, made it worse, and I laid there, though. I said, every scripture I knew well, and I know something, I mean, I know Psalm 91 by heart. I know the, all the Ephesians prayer and the Colossian prayer and Psalm 103 I know by heart. And just little things like, uh, you know, uh, little scriptures here, there, and everywhere. If God, and I, if God is for me, who could be against me? I know quite a few of those going on and on. I said them all and I said, no, no. I, and I kept saying them and saying them. I thought, okay. That does it. I'm going to get up and take a shower. And I was still very dizzy. And I thought, I'm going to prove it. And he didn't know it. He didn't know a thing about it. I was just in the bedroom with the door shut. And I thought, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> Might be a dangerous thing to do. And I said, you will not. 
You cannot. I'll show you. I'm getting up. <laughs> and you know what? It left. It never came back. But see, fight. So I'm healed because of my position in Christ, not because of feelings in my body. Likewise, I'm saved because of my position in Christ, right? Not because I feel I'm saved. Okay, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you all know that story. They were thrown into a fiery furnace, right? King, King Nebuchadnezzar ordered all of them to bow down before his statue. You know, he made a golden image of it. I, I guess it was really high. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, 92 feet high. Nine feet wide. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness, gold. It was gold. Okay, and he said, if you don't bow down to me when the music plays, then there, and this was all his workers and all his people in the kingdom. And, you know, he said, you bow down when the trumpets play and all that stuff, and he, and, uh, or you will be thrown into a fiery burning furnace. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were Jewish people, and they had been captured, and, and they, <laughs> can you imagine, in a crowd of thousands of people, and they were standing. Say, <laughs> uh -huh. yep. they declared boldly that they, that their God, and that he's, um, Nebuchadnezzar, and he kind of liked them, but he, he saw them and he said, you're going to go in the furnace. Yeah. And <laughs> they boldly declared that their God would deliver them. Same thing. He's done it. See, and they were so full of faith or trust in God that it made them bold. And it actually scared Nebuchadnezzar, so he added he had the furnace heated up seven times hotter, as if it would die. They would have died anyway. <laughs> so, so have you never noticed when symptoms appear, and you boldly proclaim the word of God with resistance? Actually, though, sometimes those symptoms will increase. <laughs> And that's it, because the devil wants you to give up. And you fight all the harder. Now, I'm telling you this so you recognize it. That only means your bold believing scared the devil, so he's trying to put fear in you to kill your faith. So you can change your words. And notice the three Hebrews, they did not change their confession just because Nebuchadnezzar threatened to take up the heat. I've got very little left here, okay? They, did, they didn't, hey, and they weren't even born again. Jesus and, you know, we cannot, don't, see, this is the key. This is the key to faith. This is the key to your healing. Don't change your confession when symptoms change. For the worse, or you hear a worse doctor's report. Even if the, the symptoms and the pain increase, faith operates the same. Amen. Be strong. Start standing in faith. Don't change your words because the symptoms change. Don't do that. 
And I, and I, I, I put this, another word of wisdom. If you're walking through a fiery test from the enemy, watch your words. Don't be talking about your symptoms because it just gives the devil more leeway. I found that out. I've done that, but I tell you what, don't. See, okay, and don't surround yourself with people who are speaking words of doubt when you're speaking words of faith. Well, what's wrong with you? You better go. You know, you're gonna. Oh, you're gonna die. You're gonna. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I go to the doctor. I'm not saying not to. You know, I have. <laughs> but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego agreed in their testimony that they agreed together. There were three of them in agreement that they were going to have victory, even if they went into the fiery furnace. And and when they were thrown in the fire, Jesus, the fourth man, was in there with them. See, Ed, the fire, <laughs> and the fire had to change. In Daniel 3.27, it says, After they came out unharmed, the leaders of Babylon referred to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Your body, in faith, with Jesus, <laughs> believing his word, the devil has no power over you. See, half the world, I just thought of this, half the world believes Jesus causes that. Causes, he, they do. You guys, it's all over the place. We've got a job to do. That's so untrue. There is no evil in Jesus. He could even give it to you if he wanted to. He does not cause it. Well, he's sovereign. He's sovereign according to his word. And he said, I healed you, not made you sick. He does not cause sickness or cancer or babies to be born with, you know, defective. Or he doesn't do it. It's the devil who does that. He kills. He came to kill, steal, destroy. John 10, 10. But I came, Jesus said, to bring you life. Life. There is no darkness, no sickness, no nothing bad in life. And life more abundantly. See, make that your confession. The fire, hey, you symptoms, you pain, that doctor's report, <laughs> you don't have no power over me. Out. <laughs> See, believe it. And it's late now, so I'm going to let you go. It's 5 after 12. <laughs> but, but, you know, you could look at that with Didymus Thomas, too. Didymus Thomas, he didn't believe <laughs> when Jesus appeared to him. You know, I, I did I did bring this. You know, there's there's resources out there. You there's 101 scriptures from Keith Moore. This this thing's beat up to pieces because I've used it so much. This is God's creative power for healing. I put all kinds of extra scriptures in there. <laughs> and then you know, they're in the back. Every free space is filled <laughs> filled with it. And then some of these scriptures that were at the end 
aren't quite written out, so I wrote them out real tiny. But see, I, and you don't go over it like, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Sickness and disease have no power over me. I'm forgiven and free from. Meditate. Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. You are my Lord. And I thank you for that. So sickness and disease, you don't have any power over me. I mean, they're just as so much. You see, I was getting, I wasn't teaching on it for a long time. But I knew I have material over material and have taught it in the past. I had to get that back in me. Because when you, you don't, you're teaching on something else, then, then you kind of leave that go to the side. You got to keep going over like the basics. But God, please tell the world. Tell people, everybody you know, Jesus does not, God does not cause sickness. There's no sickness in him. In fact, Kenneth Hagin would say he'd have to go to hell to borrow it from the devil. And so him and the devil have a, have a you know, they're in cahoots with each other? I don't think so. <laughs> but these are good resources. This is in the, is this in, this is in the bookstore. And in the middle of the thing, it, it you know, had, gives scriptures, a lot of scripture. Charles Capps had a ruptured appendix. He was at a convention, <laughs> and he was at a convention, yep. and that's when he wrote that. He went in his hotel room because he wanted to stay at the convention, yep. and he, he didn't know what was wrong with him, but he, and he fought with the word, and, and, but he then, as soon as he got home, he went to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He had a ruptured appendix. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and he had it fixed. But he was able to stay there because of what he, those are some of the scriptures, then he added more. Amen. Amen. So, amen. So, okay, so it's cupcake time.